welcome to episode 38 of the Radio Omniglot podcast. My name is Simon Eager, and in this episode, I am talking about success and failure, and particularly how they apply to learning languages. Now, the most successful or the most popular of the episodes I've made of this podcast is episode 33, in which I talk about giving up reasons for stopping learning languages, for quitting. And I don't know why that particular episode is so popular. It has at least three times more um, downloads, three times more people are listening to it than any of the other episodes. Maybe people are looking for reasons to give up learning languages, or they're wondering why I might have given up learning. I don't know. Maybe you can tell me. You can leave comments on this or any other episode and find notes and links and all sorts of things at radio.omniglot.com. So I was inspired to make this episode by a video I saw about success and failure made by uh, Jack Conti, who is the founder and CEO of Patreon, a website where you can support creative people like Jack and me and others um, by making one-off or regular donations. If you'd like to support this podcast and the other work I do, you can go to patreon.com slash omniglot. So in this video, Jack talks about all the different projects he's worked on. He's a musician, he makes videos, he does all sorts of things. And some of the things he does are very popular. They get lots of views on YouTube. Others don't get so many views. And... It's a matter of luck more than anything else, it seems. You know, some videos will get shared and people will see them and then other people will share them and then before you know it, you've got millions of views, or thousands in my case. Um, but others, you know, maybe they won't be so popular. And you, you're never sure you know, what's going to work and what's not going to be so popular. So it's the same with these podcasts. You know, I, I put the same amount of effort into every episode. But, you know, some episodes seem to be more listened to than others, and I don't know why. And, you know, you can spend a lot of time on something, pour your heart and soul into it, and then maybe it's not very successful, but who knows what's going to be popular and what isn't. So what you can do is just enjoy what you're doing, keep on doing it, and hope other people might enjoy it as well. And um, in the case of learning languages... Well, you, you may spend years you know, going to classes, studying on your own, or doing both, just trying to absorb the language as much as you can, and then you feel like you haven't made as much progress as you would like. You think, you know, I've done all this studying, but can I really speak this language? Can I understand it? Can I read it? Can I write it? Maybe you know more than you realise, and if you find yourself in a situation where you have to use the language, you could actually get by. But, you know, if you're just at home trying to think up things to say in the language, maybe you you don't have the sufficient motivation. And that's the case with me for certain languages. Some I practice regularly, like French. I go to a French conversation group every week. At the moment, that happens on Skype. But usually we would um, meet in a pub and talk French for a couple of hours. And that helps keep my French at a fairly fluent level. Now, I wouldn't say my French is perfect. There's always more to learn. It's the same with any language. You'll never learn all the words there are in the language because languages change. And there are a lot of words anyway, and they change over time. So new words come along, old words fall out of use, 
words require new meanings, and grammar can change as well. So there's always something new to learn. And then there's regional variations as well. You know, maybe you understand the French of Paris pretty well, but do you understand French from other places in France and other French-speaking countries? Because there are lots of regional variations in how French is spoken. So you know, a language is a, is a huge thing. Learning one is something that could take a lifetime if you really want to become highly proficient in it. But not everybody wants to do that. Maybe you just want to go on a holiday to Spain, say, and be able to find your way around and order food and do kind of touristy stuff. And it's not too difficult to learn the Spanish to be able to do that. And if you focus on specific language like that, then you can say, okay, at some point I have learnt all the things I need to learn and I uh, speak at least basic Spanish or whatever language it is. Or once you've done that, maybe you get interested in other aspects of the language. You start listening to Spanish music or watching Spanish soap operas or sport or films or reading Spanish literature. And in order to do that, you need to learn a lot more vocabulary, maybe different kinds of grammar as well, because there may well be differences between the colloquial spoken language and the more formal literary language, the written language. This is especially true in languages like Arabic and Welsh, where the literary forms are almost different languages when compared with the colloquial spoken forms. So what does this have to do with success and failure? Well, lots of people try to learn languages, and many people give up for a variety of reasons, as I discussed in episode 33. But could you say that they have failed to learn the language? Well, it all depends on your perspective, really, whether you want to be negative or positive in your outlook. I prefer to be positive. And I would say, well, they have succeeded in learning some aspects of the language, at least. Maybe not all the ones they want to learn, but I wouldn't say that they have failed to learn the language, because even a few words and phrases can open hearts, doors and minds and help you make connections. And the more you study, the more you learn, the deeper those connections can become. That's a saying I came up with quite a while ago, and I think it applies quite well to language learning. Because even if all you can say is, hello, how are you? And my name is, and a few other basic phrases. That helps you make connections. It's something, it's a start. And people appreciate it. It's better than nothing. So, you know, if you've taken classes for years and that's all you can say, well, <laughs> you haven't succeeded very well, perhaps, I might say. But I wouldn't say you've failed entirely. If you can't even do that, then perhaps you could say that you, might, you have failed to learn the language. Then again, maybe you've learnt other things from the classes. Maybe you've made some new friends. So there will probably be something positive you can get out of the experience. Now, there are some people who like to specialise in one particular language or other skill and spend as much time as they need to to become highly proficient in that language or other skill and then maybe move on to another one. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. A lot of education systems uh, encourage you to specialise. You may start learning everything at the lower levels, and as you get higher and higher in the education system, you have to narrow your focus and specialise in one particular subject area, or maybe two at the most. But not everybody wants to do that. Many people like to specialise like that and focus, 
But other people like to study a variety of things and have a variety of interests and hobbies and, and want to learn lots of different things. And I am one of them. You might call us jacks of all trades or renaissance people or lacking in focus, perhaps. But I don't think there's anything wrong with having a variety of interests. For example, one of the things I like to do is play a variety of instruments and write songs and tunes. And here's a new tune I wrote recently called The Kitten's Frolics, played on the Cavaquinho. languages to varying degrees, and some I only know a little bit of, others I can speak pretty well, and some are in between. I can get by, but I wouldn't call myself fluent, and there's nothing wrong with that, because as I've said, even uh, learning a few words and phrases in the language is, is something. It doesn't mean you speak the language, but it's better than nothing. It's a start. And there are people who make videos on YouTube calling themselves polyglots, who have maybe done that. They have maybe studied one or two languages to a high level, and a whole bunch of others have just learnt certain little bits and pieces, and then they make a video of themselves speaking each of those languages. And it's pretty obvious that they don't speak all of them equally well. And I've seen other videos um, made by people who criticise this and say, well, no, this is wrong, you shouldn't call yourself a polyglot because you don't speak all these languages equally well. But who does speak every language they've studied equally well? Even people who have grown up in a multilingual or bilingual environment don't necessarily speak every language they know at the same level. You might use them in different contexts and have different competencies in each one. So, you know, expecting a polyglot to be fluent in every single language they know is quite a, a tall order. I do know people who speak, say, eight or nine languages to a high level, and they tend to focus on one language at a time and learn that to a, a level they're happy with and then move on to the next one while maintaining the others they've learned. Now, I tend to dabble with languages. Now, some are learning quite a, um, a lot of depth. Others I'll just learn the basics of. You know, when I go on holiday somewhere where they speak a different language, one I don't know already, then I'll try and learn at least a little bit of that language. It's only polite. And if it's a place I really like and go back to regularly, then I'll learn more of it. But, you know, if it's just a one-off, then maybe I won't learn more of the language, unless it really interests me. And I've even learnt languages of places I've never been to. 
At the moment, I'm learning Swedish, and I've never been to Sweden. I've been learning Russian on and off for quite a few years, and I've never been to a Russian-speaking country. But um, maybe one day I will. It doesn't really bother me. I'm just interested in learning these languages, because that's another thing. You You might learn a language for practical reasons, because you want to live or visit or work in a country where it's spoken, Or maybe you have other reasons for learning it. You want to be able to understand news from in other other languages, be able to read the news and listen to the news and watch TV programs and films, read literature. Or maybe maybe you're just interested in a language because it's just something you want to do. You want to find out how it works, how the grammar works, how the structure works. You just like the sound of it, perhaps. And that's one reason why I'm learning Swedish. I just like the sound of the language. And I have thought about learning Finnish for a similar reason, but I haven't quite got round to that yet. So there are all sorts of reasons for learning a language. And, you know, whether you learn a lot or a little, it's up to you. There's no need to criticise other people. You know, if they want to call themselves a polyglot, there's nothing wrong with that. I think one of the reasons why people were criticising these so-called false polyglots was because they were making a lot of money from their videos. Well, good luck to them. They've managed to get a lot of people interested in languages, perhaps. That's a positive thing. So, yeah, why why not make money out of it if you can? I have no objection to that. We've got a bit away from the um, topic of success and failure. But as I said at the beginning, it's all a matter of how you look at it. Whether you see yourself as succeeding or failing, whether it's learning a language or anything else, is is a matter of perspective. Even if you don't manage to do what you were trying to do, to achieve what you were trying to achieve, maybe you did. You managed to do something else. You, you learned other things on the way. Maybe you can learn from your, the mistakes you made. So the next time you try it, you maybe do it better. You can always learn things, whatever ever happens. I think that's enough for now. I hope you found this interesting. How do you view success and failure, particularly when applied to learning languages? Would you say that you have failed to learn any languages or succeeded even? You can leave comments, as I mentioned earlier, at radio.omniglots.com. You can contact me directly on email at feedback at omniglots.com. My name is Simon Eger. I've been talking about success and failure. This is the Radio Omniglots podcast, and I think that's enough for now. So thank you for listening, and goodbye.